You're listening to the Market Expert Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 1057. So what are those amounts of money that you need to have in the bank that uh, that an underwriter is going to expect for you to qualify? Right. So depending on the loan program, you know, and there's that's there's a wide variety of loan programs. So you you have your conventional loan that's a standard 5% down. So whatever your sales price is, they want to see 5% in your in your bank account. And we're going to validate that with last two months bank statements to show that you have had a history of having those funds in your account. Now, if you're a first-time home buyer, there are, there are programs out there where you can use down payment assistance. And again, there's a whole set of guidelines that you have to quali- to meet those qualification standards. Or you can get, there's a 3% down option. There's also FHA for 3.5%. So wide variety of options available as far as down payments are concerned. But that's the down payment. So right. you have down payment and then you have closing costs. And people are many times confused by the, the, all that kind of gets lumped together because the buyer, the seller can pay, it can be a contractual agreement mm-hmm. that the seller pays closing costs. And many times the seller can pay all the closing costs, depending on what the percentage is. Correct me if anything I say needs to, to be refined, but it's the down payment that remains. You're saying that the down payment needs to be seasoned in the account of the borrower meaning it just didn't show up there, but it's been there for a little bit. And once they use that up, don't you require some kind of padding, like that you can you have enough to make your next payment? It's possible. Now, again, going back to the automated system that I mentioned, sometimes it will require, it'll say, okay, we like your profile with the, you have the 3.5%, 5% down payment that we've validated. But we also want to see that you have what we call two months of reserves. Reserves meaning, do you have two months worth of your mortgage statement, or I'm sorry, mortgage payment, which includes your taxes, insurance, PMI, principal and interest, in your account after you close? Now, that's not on every single scenario. If someone has a higher credit score and has just enough to qualify for the down payment, oftentimes it won't require those two additional months of reserves in their account. Well, I'm still stuck on this statement you made Mm -hmm. about if the underwriter likes your profile, uh, is this like mortgage dating? (laughs) (laughs) That's the the automated system. That's it's an automated engine. So yeah, so there's a lot of things that it looks, it looks at your, it looks at your credit profile. That's the, that's the key thing that it looks at, looks at your credit score, how many debts that you have, what's your debt to income ratio. How tall you are? Right. Maybe. If if you like long walks. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So those are the factors that it looks at. It looks at, it reads that data. And if it likes the credit profile, everything's heavily driven on on the credit profile. So the stronger the credit profile is, the more lenient the system is going to be. Yeah, and this is really just making the point of mm-hmm. uh, the joke about mortgage dating is you do have a profile and you need you need it to look good. You need to be attractive online because whether you like it or not, this is this is what your financial capabilities are based on, right? That's correct. As I tell people often, your credit report is like your rap sheet that follows you for the rest of your life. So there's also... I mean, let's let's talk about credit for a minute and, and the credit scoring itself, because that's a 
it, it's a bit of an enigma. Um, now, there's a lot of, nobody truly knows the algorithm that goes into calculating the credit score, but what we tell people, that we can tell people some basics, on-time payments and credit utilization. What I mean by that, let's say you have a credit card that has a limit of $1,000. You want to, you want your utilization to be 30% or less, so $300 or less at any given time. So those two factors right there account for about 60% of your credit score. Now, there's other things. Now, this is to give an example of mm -hmm. the way we should look at this. This is showing restraint. Like, just because you have a thousand dollars worth of right. credit doesn't mean you should use that. Because if you're using all of that, then the profile algorithms say, mm -hmm. okay, this person really just doesn't have a lot of self control. It's like mm -hmm. uh, you could practice cleaning up your credit by getting a dozen cupcakes and eating three of them and just watching the others get stale on your counter. Is that the way it works? Well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Was that just you. not funny? <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It was funny and then not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about credit just a little, a little deeper into credit. So, again, that, I mentioned that credit utilization, on-time payments, those are the two key factors. Now, there's other things that go into it, such as how long have you had this account open? You know, has it been, has your credit card been open two years, five years? Longevity helps you. So those, that's another factor. Then there's just some mysterious things that, uh, that go into that credit scoring algorithm that we just simply don't know. That longevity. <laughs> now, let's talk about this for a moment, because, mm -hmm. uh, for example, a, a divorce. When I went... <laughs> wow. <laughs> When I went through my divorce, I... This is a common subject. I lost. Yes. All right. Glad we're here today. It helps me understand the plight of other people so much more. I, I lost my... I had to close my Discover account, which I had had since I was in early college. Well, I miss my Discover card much more than I miss my ex-wife. It, it, it hurt my credit there for a little while because my new card was like, okay, six months old. And so I lost all of those years of, of really good payments. Mm -hmm. How long does it take to recover from some of that? First off, that was really funny. Good drop in. <laughs> I, I'm, I appreciate that one. Every conversation has to include some story of my lessons from divorce. From the divorce. Don't There's we all have a one? Lesson. <laughs> we all have those stories. Yes. By closing out a credit card, you're you've basically choked that line of credit, so to speak, off of your credit report. So it no longer goes into it, it's it's as it's not it it's not didn't calculated exist. in the mix yeah, anymore. It, it's like it never existed. If you had so if you had years of of history great payment history, great utilization, it's no longer in the equation. There is this common, okay, don't get me wrong, getting out of debt is a great thing. Doesn't help you when you're trying to buy a home. So here's what I tell people, if you, there are two things that you have to do every day. You have to put fuel in your car and you have to buy food, groceries for your family to eat. Those are two necessities that you have on a daily basis. So Utilize your credit card for those and then go pay them off immediately because there's online features that you can go pay it off immediately. If you just don't like having that debt, but at least utilize the credit. That way you can maintain the credit score. Excellent advice. Steve Brown, First United Mortgage, uh, contact number. 918-381-0918. Also, stevebrownmortgage.com. Thank you, Steve. You're listening to The Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.